2: Yes, it is a very, very sweet thing indeed. And I'm just going to get rid of you two there just for a second because this is happening. 11 to 1. Monday Motivation. Motivation. Yes, one of the main reasons I came up with the idea for Monday Motivation was to create a feature that would inspire people to go after their goals and dreams and to prompt people to change their mindset and free themselves from negative thought patterns. And that is why time and time again on this slot we hear from people who have done this. They've changed how they think and they are leading better lives. Many of the people we feature will say they've learned from the masters. Well, one of these masters is about to join us and I have to say I'm extremely honoured to have him. He's one of the world's leading authorities on human behaviour and personal development. He's the founder of the Martini Institute, a private research and education organisation with a curriculum of over 72 different courses covering multiple aspects of human development. He's one of the amazing people that featured in The Secret that is empowering lives all over the world and he's one of the world's most in-demand motivational speakers. Dr. John Martini, you are so welcome. Thank you so much for taking time out to chat to us.
1: Yes, thank you for having me.
2: Not at all. Now, today, you're one of the world's leading authorities on human behaviour. You're a motivational speaker. You have a very powerful voice in society. But this wasn't always the case for you. You didn't have the easiest of starts in life. And your childhood, to say the least, was quite challenging.
1: Yes, I did have a bit of a challenge at the start, for sure. I uh, was born with my arm and leg turned in. I had speech impediments. I was told in first grade I would never be able to read or write, never be able to communicate, never amount to anything, never go very far in life. I ended up uh, making it through school only by asking questions from smart kids. I ended up dropping out of school at about 13, 14, and then lived on the streets till I was 18, and eventually nearly died right before 18. And then I was blessed in the recovery of that to meet an amazing teacher who truly inspired me to do what I do today. And, wow, for the last 47 years, I've gotten the opportunity to work towards my dreams, and, and I get to do what I love today, which is share what, whatever I research with people to help them live more inspired lives. So I'm very grateful for that today.
2: Yeah. And, you know, you're talking about, you know, some fairly horrific things there, you know, Uh, not only, you know, teachers like ramming this down your throat that you're not going to amount to anything. You're never going to read. You leave that school. You end up homeless. All of this stuff, you know, massive, massive things happen to you when you were going through that. Like when you were living on the streets, how are you coping? How are you surviving day to day?
1: Well, you know, I, I, I had some adventures, <laughs> definitely some adventures. <laughs> I remember I was, when I was in California at 14, I hitchhiked to California when I was 14. I was sleeping on a pallet behind the Golden Bear Club there at, at the Pacific Coast Highway. And Buddy Miles and B.B. King and some amazing you know singers were there. And they'd come out in the back on their breaks and have some pretzels and eat and smoke a cigarette or whatever. And I'd sit out there and learn from these guys and talk to these people. And so I met some amazing people, you know, living on the streets. I also had close calls. I've been shot at. I've almost got stabbed. I've got, you know, end up in a heroin den. I mean, I've had some really amazing experiences. But I look back now, anything you can't say thank you for in life is baggage. But anything you can say thank you for is fuel. And I can look back now and... There was something I learned, or something I learned not to do, as a result of each of those experiences. And I, and yeah, there were some very close calls and very challenging moments there, and hungry moments where I had to go into diners to find saltine crackers and ketchup to eat. Mm. But at the same time, I wouldn't, I wouldn't change a thing because I realized today that I needed all those things in order to do what I do today.
2: So take me back, as you mentioned a teacher there, what, when was the turning point for you when you met this teacher? Tell me about the, the teacher and, and what kind of he or she imparted on to you.
1: Well, uh, the the teacher I met, I I was uh, unconscious. I was living in a tent and I was unconscious. And luckily a la- lady found me in my tent um, and I had been unconscious for three and a half days. And she found me in a tent, she helped me recover and um led me to a health food store to try to get some food in me, decent food. And then that led me to, at the health food store, there was a guy there that said, man, you need to take a yoga class, man. Your, your, your body's screwed up. because you know, I had strychnine poisoning. I had spasms and, and tremors. And he, and he told me to do that. So I ended up going to this yoga class, and there was this guest speaker named Paul C. Bragg. And in one hour, that man really impacted me. He said that we have a body, we have a mind, and we have a soul. The body must be directed by the mind. Mind must be guided by the soul. If you want to master your life, you want to set goals for yourself, your family, your community, your city, your state, your nation, and your world for at least 100, 120 years or beyond. And you need to decide because if you don't decide, the world decides. And you have to be able to, because what you say to yourself, what you think for yourself, what you see for yourself, how you feel about yourself makes a difference in the world. And I I, I started to take command and and. Uh, and I'm telling you, in one hour, that man impacted me. And I saw a vision of me, you know, becoming and learning how to overcome my learning problems, somehow becoming a, a reader and a teacher. And I wanted to travel the world and step foot in every country on the face of the earth and share whatever I learned. And I really was inspired that night. And by God, I get to do that today. And I, I can thank that man. I eventually was speaking in Hawaii um, many years later, and his his daughter was there, Patricia Bragg, and she came up to me at the break, and she said, she grabbed my hand, and she said, looked up at me. And she said, you remind me of my father. And I went, when she said that, I got tears in my eyes. Mm-hmm. I went, wow. And I, I can say that you know, he was inspiring to me, and I had a dream that night to do whatever I could to do what he did for me to as many people as I could. So I full-time travel around the world trying to do that today
2: that that is unbelievably incredible it really really is so and and you know what's important about this is as well you know it's not just about you know changing your thinking and putting positive thoughts out there it takes an awful lot of hard work true grit and determination john and that's that's what you did so you started to work on yourself every day really
1: yeah i when i when i eventually left hawaii I flew back to Los Angeles. I always, I always had enough money to get back to there, and I kept that on the side so I could get back to the States, mainland. And um, and I'd panhandle that, <laughs> money, actually. But what I did is I, uh, I hitchhiked back to Texas. I took a GED test, which is a high school equivalency test yeah. that my parents suggested. And miraculously, I guessed and I passed. I, I'm telling you, I just guessed.
2: Really? Okay. That
1: thing, and I couldn't read half the questions. And um, then I took a a, a college entrance exam, and I guessed, and I passed that. It was was almost like there was something bigger than me taking command here. And then all of a sudden I took my first college class, and I failed miserably. I got a 27. I needed a 72 to pass, and I just failed. And I remember driving home crying, curled up in a fetal position on the floor in my living room. And I was thinking, man, there's no way I'm going to do this. And I it was really having a low moment, and I could hear my first-grade teacher saying, and I, I, he'll never read, he'll never write. And my mom came in and saw me crying on the floor. And she just came in from shopping, and she said, son, what happened? What's wrong? What, I have not, you know, what happened here? And I said, Mom, I just blew it. I guess I don't have what it takes. I guess I'll never be able to read or write or communicate or never mount things, never mount go very far in life. I guess I don't have what it takes. I bombed my tests. I've, I got a 27, and I, I need a 72 to pass. There's just no way I'm going to do this. And she said to me something that changed my life. She said, son, whether you become a great teacher, healer, and philosopher like you dream and travel the world like you dream, whether you return to Hawaii and ride big waves like you've done or return to the streets and panhandle as a bum, I just want to let you know that your father and I are going to love you no matter what you do, boy. We just love you.
2: That is so so that, important and, to hear, isn't it? In those moments. Oh man, it was.
1: I needed it at that moment when she said that, my hand went into a fist, and I saw the vision of me speaking in front of a million people, and I and I said to myself, I'm going to master this thing called reading. I'm going to master this thing called studying. I'm going to master this thing called teaching and philosophy. I'm going to do whatever it takes. I'm going to travel whatever distance. I'm going to pay whatever price to give my service of love across the world. I'm not going to let any human being on the face of the earth stop me, not even myself. And I got up, and I hugged my mom, and I thanked her, and I went into my room, and I got a dictionary out. And I made a commitment to memorizing 30 words a day. And my mom would test me on those 30 words, spelling them, reusing them. And I did it until my vocabulary was strong enough to be able to pass school. And then once I did, man, when you do 30 words a day, it starts building. Yeah. And then I just started reading dictionaries and encyclopedias. And I ended up excelling and then eventually became a scholar. And I, I was not going to let anything stop me. And I've been blessed to read over 30,300 and something books now. And I tell you, I, I thank my mom for that moment.
2: That's, that's amazing. And you know, you created the Martini Method, which is something that's just changing people's lives all over the world. Can you explain what this is, first of all?
1: Well, many times people you know, get distracted in life from something that's deeply important to them, and they get infatuated with things, or immediate gratification, and they get resentful to things. And they, you know, when they're infatuated, they're conscious of the upsides, but they're unconscious of the downsides. When they're resentful, they're conscious of the downsides, but unconscious of the upsides. But when they're fully conscious, and they're really in a state of inspiration and love, they see both sides. And so the method is a, is a science. It's a, it's a reproducible, duplicatable set of questions that help you become fully conscious, to help you open your heart and be grateful for what's ever going on in your life, and to see things on the way not in the way, so you can empower your life and not let things on the outside make you victims of history so you can become master of destiny. So the method is a is a tool I've been developing since I was eighteen. I've used it around the world to millions of people and it's and it's really an astonishing set of questions that really change your perspective on life. And I and I love liberating people from what they think is in the way and help them see the hidden order in their apparent chaos so they can be grateful for their life.
2: Yeah, and you're touching on something once again. It keeps going back to this, you know, you're you're talking about gratitude, practising gratitude in your life as well. And you're going to be coming to Ireland to, to do a workshop on this as well. This is really game-changing stuff as well because... Um, you know, reading The Secret, reading about you, the Martini method, all of that and starting to actually have daily gratitude practice in my life has shifted things completely for me and I don't normally share this John but I'm going to share it now because it's it's appropriate because you're here but because of you and because of the secret and because of what I know about gratitude and practicing daily gratitude every single day when the theme music of my show is on I look at the microphone in front of me and I just say in my head thank you and it's the most powerful thing ever because it totally shifts my thought pattern for what I'm going to talk about on the show, what I'm hoping I'm bringing listeners. And that's all down to what you're saying about gratitude.
1: Absolutely. I was born on Thanksgiving Day in America.
2: (laughs) Oh, no way. (laughs) Uh,
1: Yeah. And uh, when I was four years old, my mom said, and when she's putting me to bed, she says, son, you need to count your blessings because those that are grateful for what they got, they get more to be grateful for. I have the largest collection of gratitudes of anyone I've met. It's 25 volumes And some of these volumes are nearly 1,000 pages. And I keep it daily. And I just showed a gentleman who did an interview with me on this morning. He just sat there, and he didn't even know what to say. Mm. But I keep it every single day, a a document of what I am grateful for, all the shows, all the radio, all the influence, all the people I get to meet. And I found that to be extraordinary, because what it does is it keeps you in your heart. And it keeps you seeing things from a more balanced perspective. And it helps you realize that, you know, we really are... It's really blessed to do and what to get to do what we do every day, and I think that that's a very crucial component because you will build momentum with it. And it will allow you to open your heart and guide you to do something more amazing with your life.
2: It really is. And it can be just very, very simple things, John, you know, even down to, you know, oh, I'm definitely, good. this is going to be on my list today, that's for sure. But it can be very simple, like, you know, uh, thanking uh, maybe the fact that there wasn't as much traffic getting to work today because it's midterm or thanking somebody for, you know, making me a cup of coffee today. It can be all little or small or big. It doesn't matter what it is, but the fact that we are putting it out there and and saying it and giving, giving thanks uh, for this now I always ask everybody on Monday Motivation you know uh, and you've kind of touched on it earlier if you go, could go back in time to young John John who's living on the street John who hasn't met that inspirational teacher just yet and hasn't had his light bulb moment now you can't change anything that's going to happen to John but you can impart some wisdom to him about the life he's going to lead what would you say now to young John that's living on the streets
1: well, you know, I I, I wouldn't re, I wouldn't change a thing as far as uh, what's happened because everything is on the way. Everything has assisted me on that. But I I, I can I share a story. I, I was hitchhiking on the way to California when I was fourteen in 1968, and I ended up getting confronted by three cowboys in the middle of El Paso, Texas, as I was going through the town. The town there. And uh, in those days, cowboys and surfers didn't get along, and I had a surfboard with me. <laughs> okay. So in the process of doing that, I you know, I'm got a headband on and some sandals, and they got cowboy boots and stuff. <laughs> and they lined up across the sidewalk and weren't going to let me go through. I had no idea what to do. So I started growling and barking at them, because I didn't know what to do. I, I thought that was the only thing I could do, because I couldn't outrun them, I couldn't beat them. And they did, and they moved aside. And when I came through them and passed by there was a guy on the street that was laughing so hard he said that's the funniest thing i've ever seen because i growled at these guys <laughs> yeah. and they weren't expecting they thought i was maybe on drugs or something you know yeah and uh so when i did this this guy on the street comes up puts his arm on me and he says can i buy you a cup of coffee and i said well sir i don't drink coffee can i buy you a coca-cola and i said yes sir he took me to a little malt shop two doors down two two blocks down and he said, are you a runaway? And I said, well, sort of. I'm on my way to California. And he, and he said, are you through with your Coke? And I said, yeah. And so he said, well, follow me. I've got a, something I want to teach you, boy. And he takes me. I was a little hesitant because I didn't know who he was. But we go a couple blocks, another couple blocks. We go up the steps of a downtown El Paso library. There's a lady there in the information book. She has me, hold my surfboard in my bag there. And we go into the library. And he we go down these steps, up these steps, and we sit down at this table, and he says, sit here, boy, I'll be right back. Comes back with two books, sets them on the table. He leans over catty corner to me on the, on the corner of the table. He said, young man, I want to teach you two things you've got to promise me you'll never forget it. And I said, what's that, sir? He says, number one, don't ever judge a book by its cover. He says, it'll fool you. You probably think I'm some old man on the street, but man, I am one of the wealthiest men in the world. I've got everything that money can buy. I've got homes and cars and ships and planes. He says, so don't ever judge a book by its cover. It'll fool you because you may think something's different than it is. And then he took my right hand and he stuck him on top of the two books. And he said, son, the second thing I want to teach you is you learn how to read, boy. You learn how to read. And those two books were Plato and Aristotle. Oh, my God. He said, you learn how to read. And you gain the wisdom of love and the love of wisdom because they can take away your possessions, they can take away your friends, they can take away everything else, but they can never take away your love and wisdom. So you gain the wisdom of love and the love of wisdom, young man. And that is for the cufflinks I have today are called love and wisdom. I wear two cufflinks with that on it. And that impacted my life because really, when you realize that it's all about love and it's about gaining greater wisdom as you go through life, and gratitude is one of the keys to that it opens up the gateway of the heart and allows that love and wisdom to come out. That was a very impactful thing. And that's the message I, I try to share with people as I travel the world. And by the way, that young man, that mildly man who was 62 at the time, was named Howard Hughes. He was at the El Paso Natural <laughs> Gas deal that day doing a deal for oh a brewery goodness. in Austin, Texas. I met Howard Hughes when I was 14 years old. So that was a very powerful moment in my life.
2: Wow, and that it is, that's astounding. It really, really is. And this is what you, you take on board and you took on board from, from that moment on. John, it has been so, so incredible having you on the show. I could talk to you all day. It's been a real, real honour and a privilege for me. Thank you so, so much for taking the time out. I hope you enjoy your time in Ireland. You're coming to Ireland tomorrow. Tickets are still left as well for this workshop, isn't that right?
1: Yes, I'm doing the significance of gratitude for great achievement there, at the Westbury at 7 o'clock to 9 and, and 9.30. And I can't wait to share it. I, I Anybody and everybody who can come there, I just know it will be meaningful and it'll be a transformation. It'll be helpful to people. So I, I hope we get as many people we can before that because it'll make a difference.
2: John, listen, thank you so, so much indeed. You've just been wonderful.
1: Thank you so much and God bless you and thank you for... Pursuing the gratitude attitude.
2: Thanks a million. Dr. John D. Martini. there. He is in Ireland tomorrow. Westbury Hotel. Tickets are ridiculously low price of 45 euro. You can find out all the information on drdeMartini.com. Hold
0: up.